0: Okay. So many companies, this is a text message coming through. Many companies who were made to do good have over the years been taken over as a big, as a part of the big plan. The mere fact that it is happening in front of our eyes make, um, true conspiracy case. The World Health Organization, NATO, UN, in one of the, um, books I read, the New World Order is comprised of over 10,000 large organizations working together, um, but acting as they are, are against each other and slowly, surely taking the world, Politically, financially, and via fallen regions organizations. Sad and sickening that this is the world in which we live. Yes, Jesus is coming soon. It's an interesting thought. You know, I, I read these books myself from time to time and I wonder, you know, is this what is actually taking place? Of course, we don't know because, you know, you can read anything you want these days. You can, you can look on, you know, YouTube and we live in a world of deep fakes where you can't believe what you see on uh, on video anymore because it's so easy to manipulate. Mm-hmm. You know, once upon a time, a photograph used to be evidence. Well, that sort of disappeared, what, back in the 1990s? Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, video evidence became really good evidence because that was much harder to fake, but now it's actually, you know, you can, you can be having a move. We had, there was this, a few years ago, they had that, um, car movie that came out where halfway through the movie, one of the lead actors died. Yeah. They finished the movie. Yeah. They just digitally put him in there.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and you, and you have no idea when you watch the movie where you move from what's real to what's fake. Mm. So in a world of deep fakes, how do you even know what to believe these days? But what we can believe is the word of God and the Bible says that in the word of God that the organizations of the world will be working together to bring about the agenda of um, a, a basically a global attack against God just before Jesus comes back. That's what the Bible says. And so when it comes to many of these big world movements, I sort of look at them and I scratch my head and I don't understand everything there is to know about them. But what I do is I filter them through my knowledge of Bible prophecy. Mm. Information coming in, and I think that's what we all need to do at this particular time. Anyway, uh, let me see here. We need to get into our Bible study this morning. I'm really looking forward to it. our Bible study this morning. Comes from Genesis chapter 9. Let's read Genesis chapter 9, 12 to 17. Actually, we'll just start off with the first couple of verses, maybe. 12 and 13. Let's read 12 and 13, and then we will read down through the rest of it. So Genesis chapter 9, verse 12 and 13.
1: Then God said, I am giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all living creatures for all the generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is the sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth.
0: Okay, so... We have a covenant here, and this covenant comes in the form of an object lesson. Mm. And that object lesson is? A rainbow. A rainbow. Do you like rainbows? I love rainbows. Have you ever met anyone who doesn't like rainbows?
1: They would be a very grumpy person, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, no, no, I think so. <laughs> you know, there are some of the, some things in the world that it's, uh, you know, there's some things in the world that people are like, yes or no.
1: Mm.
0: Um, I was helping out a friend yesterday and they were visiting a property, a piece of land, that they've really not had much to do with. It's just sort of been an investment property, just sort of sitting there for maybe 20 or 30 years. On that property was an old caravan and uh the guy had his keys and was like oh let's have a look in the caravan see if there's anything we can uh, we need to grab out of the caravan you know uh, stuff that might be useful or valuable or whatever it might be and so we've opened up the caravan and we're sort of going through all of the well i was going through all the cupboards and passing stuff out it's not a, not a big caravan it's a little single axle thing passing stuff out um and he was outside loading so i'm going through all the cupboards as you do mm. like oh what's in here what's in here what's in here I open up the cupboard there's a snake in that one. Oh. <laughs> and i was like you know big A big uh, nope rope right there, like I'm not having to do with this. Close that cupboard and leave that one closed. He can stay there. It was just a python. It was nothing dangerous. I know that. My mind says that. Uh, My mind says I don't need to worry about it. But at the same time, it's just like you open it up and this head just sort of and and, and <laughs> neck and body just sort of peers out and looks at me, and I'm like, yeah, no, no, close that one. You can you can just stay there. That's the outcome. You know, I now. didn't. If it had been a brown snake or something, I was like, okay, burn the caravan down. <laughs> um, but uh, so it wasn't like that. It's just I have friends that absolutely love snakes. You know, it's their it's their, it's their favorite animal, and they have them as pets. And I'm quite happy to go there and look at them. In, you know, they've got them in their tanks and so forth and they have this whole science of how they look after them. It's really amazing. There are some things in the world that I give or take. I have not met anyone that doesn't appreciate a rainbow, that doesn't like a rainbow, that looks at a rainbow in the sky and goes, oh, that's hideous.
1: Yeah. If anything, everyone says, oh, it's a rainbow. Look at the rainbow. Yeah.
0: Exactly. It catches your attention and everybody looks and everybody wants to see it. Have you, you ever seen a double one?
1: Oh, those are the best.
0: Have you ever seen a triple?
1: Yeah. The rare, rare. Rare. And you're like, that's a faint third one. I, I, I think it's a faint one.
0: <laughs> Have you ever seen a full circle? No. Okay. Those ones you only see from an aeroplane. You've got to look down on it. And what you'll find is when you get a full circle rainbow, the shadow of the aeroplane is bang smack in the middle and the rainbow is running across the top of the clouds.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's that's very cool. So you get these different forms of rainbows, but everybody likes a rainbow, don't they?
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Okay, and the rainbow here, God gives us this rainbow. What is the uh, symbolism of the rainbow that God tells us to us right here?
1: He says he prom- he promises not to flood the earth.
0: And he says this is my covenant. Yes. A covenant that I will not flood the earth. This covenant is a little bit different from the previous covenants that we have been studying in that, you know, the covenant that he makes with Noah before Noah goes on the ark is go on the ark and I will save you. There are two parts to that covenant. Go on the ark is the first part. I will save you is the second part. Hmm. And so, if you look at the covenant with uh, with Moses, it's a covenant of you know I will make you my special people, my own precious possession, if you do what I say, mm-hmm. you, you you obey all my commandments and my statutes, and I'll make you my own precious possession, etc. This covenant is a little bit different. You know, even the new covenant, I will write my law in your heart, mm-hmm. implies that we're going to live by and follow the law of God. Um. So, but yeah, this covenant is a little bit different because in this covenant, you find that what is the responsibility for the humans in this covenant? There is none. There is none. It's just a, uh, this is a promise he gave. And this is a covenant that God makes not just with the righteous, not just with, you know, the spiritual descendants of Abraham or the literal descendants of Abraham. This is a covenant that God makes with the entire world every, every single person that lives on the planet he makes this covenant with all right so let's um, we're going to we're going to read the rest of these verses here in just a moment but before we do we're going to come back and we're going to ask the question and that is this did god create the rainbow or is the rainbow and just a natural phenomena oh And could the rainbow actually be different? You know, could we have different kinds of rainbows? We've only ever seen one here on this Earth at this time. We'll find out.
1: You're listening to Faith FM, Positively Different Radio.
0: Okay, so let's read those. uh, The rest of those. Well, what I want you to do is actually start from verse twelve through to seventeen. We'll get the whole rainbow thing um, in its full context. Sure.
1: Then God said, I am giving you a sign of my covenant with you and with all living creatures for all generations to come. I have placed my rainbow in the clouds. It is a sign of my covenant with you and with all the earth. When I send the clouds over the earth, the rainbow will appear in the clouds and I will remember my covenant with you and with all living creatures. Never again will the flood waters destroy all life. When I see the rainbow in the clouds, I will remember the eternal covenant between God and every living creature on earth. Then God said to Noah, Yes, this rainbow is a sign of the covenant I am confirming with all the creatures on the earth.
0: Okay. God makes it very clear here that this is a covenant that he makes with not just his people. Mm. This is a covenant that is made with Every single human being that will ever live and not just every single human being that will ever, ever live, but every single living thing that will ever live. So that's a very significant covenant there and quite different from the other covenants that we find in the Bible. Um, a great verse to go right along with that would be Matthew chapter five and verse 45. If you could read that one for us, please, Renee. Matthew chapter 5
1: and verse 45. Yep. And it says, In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven, for he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, as he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike.
0: Okay. So the rainbow is something that is created by the weather. Mm. And the rainbow is something that is necessary for life because. Water is necessary for life. Rain is necessary for life. The rainbow comes when there is rain. Mm-hmm. And so there's some great symbolism here because when God makes his covenant there uh, straight after the flood and he says, look, this is a covenant I'm making with the entire world, the righteous, the wicked, everyone and every creature, that's exactly what we see here because... You know, God says, I will cause my, you know, I, I, I send the rain on the, on the, on the, on the just and on the unjust. You know, if, if this was a covenant that God had made just with the righteous, it would have forced everybody to be righteous. Yeah. Because if you weren't righteous, the rainbow would never come. If the rainbow never came, you would never have rain. And we kind of know what happens when there's no rain here in Australia. Doesn't take long before things just turn brown and dry. Mm -hmm. Isn't it hard to imagine the drought now?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I was on, I was up on my friend's property and, uh, you know, what was it, a year or so ago, everything on that property, I mean, the rainforest was dying. Mm. And now you've got this whole situation where there's just life everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the weeds and the grass were growing up higher than the roof of my four wheel drive. Oh. Higher than the roof. <laughs> I was in another property on the weekend, and I thought the grass was pretty tall there because it was bonnet high. This was roof high. Mm. And, you know, we're driving through this track, and my friend is like, do you know where this track goes? And I'm like, yeah, I think I do. And I'm sort of, you know, you try and look at the window. You try and look at the ground. You drive forward by fearless, like, I hope I don't fall off the edge of a cliff right now because I can't see a thing. I'm just driving through tall grass. (laughs) Um, But things have changed because the rainbow returned and with the rainbow came the rain.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so we talked a little bit about um, different kinds of rainbows, single rainbows, double rainbows, triple rainbows, circular rainbows. And we asked the question earlier, is this just a natural phenomena or did God actually think about it and create it? What's your thoughts?
1: Well, before the flood, there was no rain. The right. w- earth would be watered through a mist that would mm-hmm. rise from the earth every morning. And so after the flood, that never happened. That didn't happen ever again. It just started, it just would rain. The earth would now be nourished through rain from the cl- clouds in the sky. So it, it was a natural thing that would happen now, the, that rainbows would appear, I think. But I think God planned that.
0: Okay, I like that. So God planned that a natural phenomena would happen. So God plans it, God creates the environment in which it happens.
1: Yeah.
0: Then if you look at the way that a rainbow is formed, so you have refracted light coming through droplets of water which divide up all the different colours Mm -hmm. and spread them in a bow around the sky. Is it possible to have a rainbow different from the kind of rainbow that we actually have?
1: I'm... I. According to the
0: science that we understand now.
1: Okay. According to the science, from what I I know and I don't know much, it's the colours, they reflect on the angle of the sunlight of of how they reflect, so it, it does make sense... That a bow would be the only, or a circle. Yes, a bow or a
0: circle, that that curved shape, that
1: curved shape.
0: Uh huh. And those colours.
1: And those co- Yes.
0: Those colours are the only colours you can get because they're they're kind of like, you know, the only colours that exist, right?
1: Yes. On the yeah, on the visible. And how spectrum. do
0: we know that there are not other colours that can exist on the visible spectrum that we can see with human eyes, but we've just never seen before because they exist somewhere else in the universe. How do we know that there is not a different way of creating refracted light Mm. that will create different colours and create a different rainbow? Now, we would say, empirical science would say, no, a rainbow is the only thing that you can have because empirical science is what is um, observable, testable and repeatable. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: We can create a rainbow. You can create a rainbow with your garden hose. You know, spray some fine mist, get the sunlight heating right and you'll get a rainbow in your garden hose. It is observable, testable, and repeatable. Therefore, it is empirical science. Have you ever seen a rainbow that is just one color? No. Okay. We don't get to see that. However, I'm going to show you something interesting. Go to Revelation chapter 4 and verse 3. Revelation chapter 4,
1: right at the end.
0: Yep. Right at the end. Always an easy one to find. Just go <laughs> to the end of the book. <laughs> right at the end. Verse four. I mean, yep, chapter, chapter four, four, verse three. three.
1: And it says, the one sitting on the throne was a brilliant as gemstones, like jasper and carnelian. And the glow of the, an emerald, an emerald circled his throne like a rainbow. And the, what? And the glow of an emerald circled His throne like a rainbow.
0: Okay, so your your translation is a little bit more interpretive there, and your translation has gone like, ah, you can't have such a thing as an emerald rainbow because that doesn't exist. Whereas my translation has translated it quite literally, and it says this: He sat, uh, and he that sat to look at was like a jasper and a sardine stone, and there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight, like unto an emerald. So, if we talk about the Emerald Island, island is the Emerald Island. Uh, what color is that? What is color? Is the famous color of the Irish green? Green, absolutely. The Emerald Island, green. So here you've got a rainbow. It circles the throne, so this is a secular rainbow, right? And it's green. We don't have any science today that creates a green rainbow. There is nothing testable repeatable in what well, maybe there is that I don't know about I don't know everything there is to know but so if you know something about it then we would love to hear from you 1-800-324-843 or text us on zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. uh but I am unaware of any kind of science that refers to just a green rainbow
1: mm.
0: or that is you know testable repeatable uh, observable that produces just a green rainbow <laughs> Rainbows have all the different colours. But this one is an environment that we do not understand. And when I read this passage of the throne room of God, that's the first thing that goes through my mind is, you know, there's a whole lot of science out there. We just haven't discovered yet. We haven't even we haven't even investigated it. Mm. We haven't even researched it because there's nothing to get us started on that research apart from this passage right here. Maybe you're a scientist who's listening in today here's a uh, a new field of research for you. What I want you to do is uh, spend the next uh, several years, however, long it takes, do a research paper for us and describe to us how can you create create a mechanism by which you can create an all green rainbow. what do you think what do you think that uh, the throne of God is surrounded by an all green? Rainbow. We're going to have a song break. I want you to think about it during the song break. Give us a call or send us a text. Let us know. Why an all green rainbow? You're listening to the Breakfast Joe podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. So here's an interesting question, Renee. Mm-hmm. How many different colors are there?
1: Oh, I'm gonna, just 24, I don't know, seven?
0: 24, seven (laughs) colors. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? So there are lots of different colors, but the conditions in, there are different conditions that create colors. So there is the lighting. So under different lighting, different colors will appear. Mm. So if you look at that picture on the wall, it's going to look different. You're going to have, see different colors there than if you take that picture outside because different lighting. Um, So lighting is going to affect colour. There is the amount of lighting, so it's not just the type of lighting. So if you look at that under an LED light, you're going to have different colours if you look at it under an incandescent light. Mm. So different kinds of light, Mm -hmm. different volumes of light. Um, And um, I'm just going to finish this and we'll come back to the quiz in just a moment. Then that is also going to – that picture on the wall will also be affected by other colours – that are in the scene. So it's being affected by the the, the the colours of the walls here and the colours that are being reflected in from outside, right? So these are all things that affect the colours. Um, then you have that the same colour is different depending on what object that colour is on. So different surfaces are going to create variations in that same colour. Mm -hmm. So you just have the... Let's say you just have one colour, different type of lighting, different amount of lighting, uh, different environment that it is in, other colours that it is in. Mm -hmm. Now you have a different surface that that colour might be on. Um, Then you have the different way that we see colours. So what you see... As a color is slightly different to the what I see as a color. So we see colors slightly differently. Just ask my wife about that when it comes to me picking out clothes. <laughs> um, she, she says, I see colors very, very different. And I'm like, this goes with this. You're like, no, that doesn't go with that. You can't wear that with that. I'm like, why not? <laughs> okay. All right. Here's how it goes. I should think about it. Wrap your head around this. All right. We can see at least 10 million colors in a single viewing condition. That's a lot, wouldn't you say? Yeah. All right. So that's a single viewing condition. Um, the variety of viewing conditions is endless because the variety of environments in which that color can be seen is infinite. Okay. <sighs> okay. But let's, let's just, let's just, let's just do some, some simple maths here. Um, so the true answer to how many colors there are is infinity. But if we have 10 million colors, and then if we have 10 million different lighting types and we have 10 million different lighting levels and we have 10 million different surrounding covers times 6 billion people in the world who have three different modes of viewing, uh, the number would be the number 18 this is for the number of colours, followed by 33 zeros. Wow! <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Okay. So think about that. God has created in our world an extravagant variety of colors. Yeah. Yeah. Now you and I have watched black and white TV. Yes. From time to time. Yep. And having done that, we know that we could survive in a black and white world. Mm-hmm. And some people are colorblind and they live in a black and white world. Mm-hmm. And you can do that. There was no necessity for God to create us and there's no evolutionary requirement for us to have the ability to be able to see colour. Colour is just a gift from God. Mm. This is why he gives us the rainbow. He's saying, it's colour. It's my gift to you. He says, this is a symbol of my love. I'm just showing you how much I love you because I just love you so much I gave you colour. Wow. You know, I didn't need to wasn't wasn't necessary. I did it just because I love you, and that's what we should remember every time we see the rainbow.
1: I have a quick thing to share. Can yes, I share? please. Um, we were studying this in class, and so in the in the text, it doesn't really say rainbow; it says bow. Right? God okay. will give a bow um, as a covenant, and we learnt that, like when you would give a covenant to someone or make a covenant with someone, you would give them your weapon to show that if i ever break my covenant you can use my oh. weapon to come back at me i'll give you my sword i'll give you my bow whatever it is and so in this it's kind of beautiful because it's a bit symbolic. symbolical that god gave his bow if i ever break my promise a bow is turned it goes towards heaven it's to turn towards that God. That
0: is a phenomenal thought.
1: And so God's like, use my own weapon against me. If I, It's kind of symbolic to yes. that, that
0: practice. And out of all of the weapons that you could exchange in the ancient covenant, the bow was the most valuable mm. because an ancient recurve bow could take up to 12 years to make. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It had, to, it had to sit in jigs and it had all these different glues and different things that all held it together. It take a long time to make a recurve bow. So, so, you know, it wasn't just like a sword. This, yeah. You know, a bow, God's like, yeah, this is uh, particularly in this age, this era, this is the most valuable thing that there is. Mm. That's a great thought. Yeah. I did not know that. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> I'm going to come back to this emerald um, bow. And Bruce called through to make a comment on this and to comment um, in relationship to Photosynthesis. So photosynthesis is the way in which green leaves, and I might I'm going to share some some thoughts here. I might um, not get all of Bruce's thoughts across perfectly, but it's the process by which green leaves uh, turn carbon dioxide waste into oxygen, uh, which we actually you know need to be able to breathe. We don't live more than a minute or two without oxygen. And there's some great symbolism there because in the process of tho- photosynthesis, God is, you know, turning bad into good. Mm. Um, and so he has this symbol of the covenant. The covenant is all about God bringing good out of bad. Photosynthesis is the process of bringing good out of bad, out of waste. A waste product becomes a good product. And so there's a green rainbow around the throne. I'm just sort of thinking about this as I go. Of course, the other, the really obvious thing with green is that green is the colour of life. You know, when the rains come, everything goes green and the world is just full of life. And it is a symbol of a life-giving, life-sustaining God. So many things we can learn from the rainbow. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. There you go. All right. It is now time for. Question of the day.
1: Okay, so this question comes in from Roy and he asks For you, it is important to keep the Sabbath. But I wonder, do you follow all the commandments?
0: Absolutely. Good question, right there. And first of all, uh, it's not so much about it being important for me, it's important for God. It's important to. It becomes important for me when it becomes important to. When it becomes important for God, this is something that God creates in the Garden of Eden. God's keep, people keep it all the way down through history. It was Jesus' habit to go to church on Sabbath. The disciples kept it. The early Christians kept it up until you know the majority of the world kept the Sabbath until the third century, uh, and so and people kept the Sabbath all the way down through history. The Bible says that the Sabbath will be kept for eternity in heaven. So that's like. Forever, That's Isaiah chapter 66, the last couple of verses right there, says it will be killed for eternity in heaven. So it's important for God, then that's what makes it important for us. Now, the question goes on and says, do you keep all the commandments? Well, here's what the Bible says. Let's talk about what the Bible says. And we're talking about the Bible commandments, talking about God's commandments right here. We're not talking about, you know, all the man-made ones. Uh, forget those. Uh, But the Bible says in James chapter 2, it says in uh, verse 10, But whoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he that said, Do not commit adultery, said also, Do not kill. Now, if you commit no adultery, then if you kill, you have become a transgressor of the law. This is a very simple principle right here. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. The Bible says that sin is defined by the law of God. Uh, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4, uh, the Bible says there, and I'll just um, bring it to you real quick here. I know this one off by heart, back to front and inside out, but I've just gone blank. Whoever commits sin transgresses also for the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. So sin is the breaking of God's law. All have sinned and broken God's law. Therefore, all need a saviour. The purpose of the law is not to save us, but to point us to Jesus who is our saviour, to point us to Jesus Christ. And it doesn't matter whether you break the Sabbath or any one of the other Ten Commandments, the Bible says if broken one, You've broken them all. We have all broken the law of God, and we should all keep the law of God. Absolutely, it would seem strange to me, and it does seem strange went to me when some people come along and they say, "Well, yes, we believe in Thou shalt not steal. We believe in Thou shalt not kill. We believe in Thou shalt not commit adultery. We believe in Thou shalt not take God's name in vain, etc., etc., etc." But we don't believe in the Sabbath. It's like what? Wait, uh, how does that even how does it even work? Uh that makes no sense to me at all. And, you know, as it says, if you go over to and, and let's read what the Bible says again. First John chapter two and verse five. Whoever keeps his uh sorry, verse four, he that says I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. There's pretty strong language. Mm. I'm glad John wrote that and not me. I wouldn't have the guts to say that, because that's probably going to offend a whole bunch of people right there. Uh, Romans chapter 3 and verse 31, you know, Paul looking down in the stream of history and recognizing that there would be people at the end of time who would try and do away with the law of God, tried to find the the clearest way possible that he could write it down after having said, you know, earlier in the verse, uh, earlier in the chapter, you know, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. He then goes on to say... Do we make void the law of God through faith? In other words, does grace and faith do away with the law of God? He continues on and says, Certainly not. We establish the law. Can you get a clearer passage of Scripture than that? Then he goes on to say in Revelation 7 uh, and verse 12, Wherefore the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good. And so the Bible says that we should keep all of the Ten Commandments and Jesus raised the standard of the Ten Commandments in Matthew chapter 5. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.